Welcome to the Minute Ballot Program. Today we're going to have a, another special guest with us, and uh, it's, we're keeping it in the family. Um, you have heard him on previous podcasts when we did shows about being the son of a sex addict and uh, what those experiences are all about. And uh, today we're very pleased to once again have Mark and Debbie Laser's son, Ben. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Randy. It's good to, uh, it's good to be back. That's... Yeah, it's good to be back. It's it's hard. It's uh, I'm gonna try and uh, get through this, but uh, you know, um, thank you. Thank well, you. you're you're uh, you're always welcome, and uh, have no fear. We're we are here, yep. and we're here for you. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. Oh, mm-hmm. good, good. I'm gonna turn the mic over to uh, to Greg because Greg knows uh, how we want to start this conversation with Ben. What we want to be talking about is kind of understanding the influence that Mark had um, on other people's life and specifically the men that um, he has worked with. And one of the things I've been aware of over the last several uh, months after Mark's death is how many people have reached out just to communicate um, the significant influence that both he and Debbie have had on their lives and how people have been changed and lives have been transformed. And so I've invited um, Ben to come and be with us just to, as an observer, um, he's been around Faithful and True for many years now and has helped out in a variety of different roles. So I wanted just to invite Ben to be able to share um, how he understands his dad and uh, the role that Mark had in other people's lives and how he's experienced that over the last several months. So, Ben, we are very glad that you are here. Thank you, Greg. Um, yeah, before I, I just wanted to say, Greg, it's it's uh, it's uh, such a blessing to have you on the uh, the other end, the seat. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to look across the table and not see my dad, but it's it's very great to see your your face. So, um, um, I'm just thankful for you in that moment, and uh, and of course, Randy, I would be uh, remiss, you know. I, I, you know, when thinking about my dad, one of the things that he he loved, or one of his pet projects way back when before this pod, it was was having starting this podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so it was a dream of his for us to just begin this, and uh, you know, I think that it's it's amazing that it's reached so many listeners, and it's great, but uh, you know, I think his uh, his wit, his sarcasm, his should I say smart ass nature <laughs> is can never be replaced, but if there's anybody that uh, can aptly fill his seat. It's you, Greg. So, um, oh, thank you. Um, but anyway, so thank, thank you. And, and Randy as well. He is, uh, way back in the day. Again, I don't mean to be too off subject, but you know, I, I was sitting behind the producer's chair and, uh, when Randy and my dad were, uh, first starting these episodes and, uh, I just remember how much fun he had. And he, you know, he tried to make, I think these, these very intense, deep, hard felt, uh, topics, um, to be approachable, I think, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's kind of one of his one of his gifts was to, you know, he he was a, a smart aleck, he was a um, sarcastic to be sure, but um, you know, I think that it, it, this radio show that was his, kind of his vision, uh, and with Randy's guidance for sure, um, has been. I, I'm just, uh, I guess, I'm just very appreciative that it's it's here and that that's mm-hmm. can, can continue to go. So. Um, if you don't mind, I lost my train of thought, no, as I normally do. So there's another train coming by at <laughs> yeah, any minute. Yeah, as, so yeah. it, it, if anybody's listening to me before, this is a standing <laughs> operating procedure. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to reintroduce Greg and myself. <laughs> yeah, we can we? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, are, uh, one thing I do I do want to say mm-hmm. is 
And we've kind of talked about this before, but mm. one of the gifts that Mark had was to take a topic that is very serious and mm. um, very challenging and does create chaos and destruction and also bring lightness at appropriate times because that lightness also brings hope. Right. Sometimes yep. we, we just get overwhelmed by the heaviness mm-hmm. of this in our own lives, and it's good for us to be reminded in some way, especially mm-hmm. in humor, mm-hmm. that there's something beyond this, and yeah. Mark was very good at, at doing that. He us. was, and he was, you know, he brought like a humanness to it, you mm-hmm. know, I think that, uh, you know, um, he was, you know, I, I guess, I think I vaguely remember your question, in terms of things I've thought about recently, you know, since his passing, and you know, my dad was, he was, if, you know, he was a, a genuine man and, um, he, he could, he could approach subjects and, and communicate those, you know, through humor at times, but, um, in a way that knew that he was, he was present, he was with it and he was, and he, he cared so deeply about everyone that he spoke to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, one thing that I, I've, I've learned and maybe I, I, you know, as his son, I think sometimes I was, a bit uh, too close to, so I, I didn't really get to see some of the, the impacts of the relationships he had. I mean, and just, not even just with clients or just every, everyone. You know, yeah, it, was, it was a story. My my mom and I went to, uh, you know, Crumb just over here that was a place that he went every Tuesday, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, there was two of the people there that would see him and they were so deeply impacted by learning that my dad had passed and um i remember way back it was months before this that my dad would he would try to speak spanish with them mm-hmm. when he was making an order <laughs> and i you know being his son i was embarrassed by that you know like dad you know like, but what he you know he was so gen he was genuinely trying to connect with them mm-hmm. on there you know and and he <laughs> i was just looking through some of his books he had two different tapes and, and books on how to speak spanish he because mm-hmm. he was so and so I think what I'm realizing now, and I met Jose, um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind my saying his name, but um, just the, the connection that he cared about with everyone. And mm-hmm. he just, he was, so, yeah. Well, and that that is a great example of, you know, as you said, as his son, you might have at times been so close, but over the last couple of months, as people have been able to communicate to the family and to you mm-hmm. specifically, kind of the the meaning or the role that Mark and Mark's work has had in their lives. Mm-hmm. What's it been for you what's it been like for you to hear how people's lives have been changed by the things that your dad did, the books that he wrote or the speaking that he did? How has that influenced you? Uh, you know, I mean it's obviously in some ways beyond words. I mean, I think my growing up my dad in in many ways I couldn't really identify was always my my hero you know and uh but you know again i not being able to stand back and see these other people's that you know the people that traveled thousands of miles to come to the funeral and and, and hearing them approaching me and saying how much my dad meant i mean to answer your question shortly it makes me incredibly proud i am so proud of my dad mm-hmm. um he was uh you know he was he was a great dad and and he what he's you know what he spoke he he lived um he was and he would he wasn't a perfect man none of like none of us are um but it it, it meant it means the world to me and um uh, and uh yeah yep. so kind of what what i'm hearing is that 
first he was your dad, mm-hmm. and that was significant and meaningful for you. And sure. you're also beginning to recognize the powerful influence mm-hmm. that yeah. he's had mm-hmm. on other people, sure. both yeah. individuals, but mm-hmm. also in the field of recovery from yeah. sexual addiction. Yeah. yeah, and you know, Greg, I think part of it was, for me, I never, I mean, I knew I knew that he would speak and had books and, you know, that people would come to his office and that, you know, he was nationally renowned as a sex addiction expert. And, uh, you know, I, I would hear these things kind of in the back of my mind, but I think part of me too, for my, for my story was I kind of always kept the recovery thing with my family thing, kind of pushed it aside because mm-hmm. it was hard for me to, you know, and still in some ways to, um, cause it was a very painful chapter in my life, you know, mm-hmm. my life. But, um, so now, you know, with his passing, I think that I'm, some of these emotional voids, or not voids, but uh, areas that I haven't really allowed myself to kind of extend out and, and notice or feel um, are definitely hitting me right in the face. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty powerful, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, w- Greg, one of, the, uh, one of the things that I always enjoyed about Mark, uh, Mark, as many of you may know, uh, was a type 1 diabetic, mm-hmm. uh, which made it necessary for him to, multiple times a week, he would uh, have to stop by Walgreens huh. to go to the pharmacy. Multiple, you mean daily? Daily. daily yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the analogy mm-hmm. that I always used with Mark is he's like Norm on Cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and, you know, Mar- mm-hmm. Mark would walk into Walgreens and uh, everyone behind every cashier counter yep. would go, Mark, yep. you know, yep. and, and it was just like uh, calling out Norm when he walked yep. into Cheers. And, and he loved that. It was kind of a silly celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And he, you know, again, right, so you're starting to cut you, but he, that just like up here, I haven't been able to walk in uh, Walgreens within five miles without. You know, I would go in with them and they go, you know, sometimes they say, welcome to Walgreens. But they go, welcome to Walgreens, Mark. How you doing? You know, and, and we'd even he'd go through the checkout and, you know, I used to get kind of embarrassed because he would ask kind of questions that I would think are a little bit too personal right away. You know, <laughs> you know, and still maybe they were a bit. But now, like when I've gone back by myself, because I'm also a Walgreens addict too, you know, self-admitted. You know, they're like, gosh, you know, your dad was such an amazing. I just loved how he, he cared. He came up yeah. and he would ask me. You know about my wife, or you know, or husband, or kids, and I was like, you know, it's just good to hear. And I, <laughs> you know, because he had a way of, even if it was a little bit, maybe, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, not, and it wasn't inappropriate. I don't mean to say that, but just something that you, you know, he was, he was, he was blunt, you know, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. and but, uh, he, how's but your know. irritable bowel syndrome? Yeah, you know, well, is whatever that, is that cleared up? Yeah, <laughs> but know? he, but I, what I've loved hearing from these different um, people from all. Community, and you know, whether they be faithful and true people or otherwise, that uh, you know, the the underlying theme was that he, you know, he they he was genuine, he cared, and you know, when he when he asked those questions, you know, the people people like being listened to. My dad was an amazing listener. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a hard thing to be really good at, and I you know, there's a I could make a long long list of things that that I, I aspire to be like him, and he he listened so well and uh uh, so it reminds me uh growing up uh my grandmother would always buy our family the reader's digest Mm -hmm. um a subscription Mm -hmm. to that and one of the monthly installments was my most unforgettable 
character. Mm-hmm. And it would be a great article about something like that. Your dad is right in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more character. people that we are hearing from now, from the outpouring of cards and emails, just the thoughtfulness that is kind of pouring out from people, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing they mention. It's just mm-hmm. like Mark always knew. He always remembered me. I may mm-hmm. not see him for 11 months, mm-hmm. but I'd run into him and he'd pick up right where mm-hmm. he had, we had left off. I think one of the things that I've been aware of is that idea of an influence. Um, Mm -hmm. As I've gotten emails and had conversations with men who have been through the workshop, how many of them would say, you know, I didn't know Mark well. My only exposure to him was at the workshop while I was there. But they were so grateful for the influence that your dad has had on their life through the teaching that he did and the books that he had written but just kind of being an advocate in this field created this safe space for the men to come and be. Mm -hmm. And so for many of them, they had never really experienced a place of safety and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And that was something that Mark was really good at Mm -hmm. doing is creating that safe refuge for people who are really overwhelmed by their lives Mm -hmm. and their stories and their choices. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think just stays with us no matter the extent of the interaction, but when someone is able to create a safe space for us, when we're in chaos, we never forget that. Absolutely. I was just thinking about that. You know, I think about it daily, Greg, and as you know, um, you know, my, not that I didn't, wasn't aware of it when he was, when he was here with us, but, um, you know, how much I've recognized the sense of safety he, he gave, not just, you know, as a son, but it just, um, it's, uh, Feeling safe is a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, something that he was, he was very amazing at and mm-hmm. uh, without words, without, you know, a lot of times, but because uh, as, you know, maybe some of the listeners are, I don't know, you know, I've had some traumatic things happen to me and, and like you said, uh, that's that, uh, that I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna miss, but it's something I hold uh, with me every day and, uh, you know, one thing I, you know, I don't, again, not to go off the subject, but again, you know, I know, Greg once I spoke to you right after, right, maybe the day after his passing. And um, one thing I'm so proud of, and one thing that I'm so appreciative and recognizing now is not only who he was, but the people that he had around in his life, you know, that he, uh, you, Randy, um, everybody in this office, but uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to say, but I, I think. In a, in a long-winded and uh, way, of saying that I'm so thankful for you for being mm-hmm. for uh, I, you know I I don't hope you don't mind me saying uh, you know on air that I've I asked you know you to uh, kind of be that when I'm in a traumatic kind of place that my dad used to just would be pick up the phone and I knew that he got what I was feeling and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I'm sure I'm not making a whole lot of sense, no, but I'm just no, trying to... Uh, you make perfect sense, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what you're identifying is true for so many is mm-hmm. that when we were unsafe as children um, and something happens that is difficult and painful, then safety becomes this huge priority for us. Yeah. But in our chaos, many times we choose false ways to create safety, Mm -hmm. which actually creates more chaos. That's really what addiction is. It's a false attempt to create safety. So one of the gifts that your dad gave so many people was a legitimate way to be safe. And he just created that presence 
And it was mm-hmm. through the information that he shared. It was through the way that he could just be with someone. You you identified mm-hmm. what a good listener he was. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all of those are attributes that we can seek to model where we can create a safe space for people. We can be safe people mm-hmm. for others. And the more unsafe our experiences were when we were young, the more desperately we needed and desire it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Without it, you know, it's hard to move. It's hard to go anywhere. You have to. You have to. And uh, he was pretty. He was pretty damn good at being safe because he, because mm-hmm. uh, that's just who he was. And, uh, well, in listening to Josh and Jim Farm and Chris on the earlier podcast that we just completed last week and the week before, uh, hearing them tell their stories of meeting Mark and Mark influencing them, um, it's uh, Mark had a way of believing in all of us, mm-hmm. um, even before we believed in us. Mm-hmm. And so to, to hear them say, so I had all of this doubt of whether I was worthy or whether I could do this. And he said, oh, uh, of course you are. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll show you how. Mm-hmm. You know, And that was yeah. the kind of leader he was as well because he was a, he was a true encourager. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's a, there's a real talent to that. Yeah, and, I, and he was, you know, I, I know we've probably said it a million times, but he was... I, vulnerable, you know that. I think sometimes, again, being on the inside, I don't realize what it's like to not live with my dad or have him as my dad. But mm-hmm. you know, he was he was an emotional kind of open book, and 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 it, and as I am now, and I think that that takes so much courage to be that mm-hmm. way. He was so confident. I I think in his woundedness, but also that his perseverance and his belief in mm-hmm. God's path for him, and and also with the uh, with my mom's incredible strength and journey too. But uh, yeah. Well, my guess is at some point when you were growing up, you began to realize that not every family talked openly about sex addiction at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I realized, I realized that pretty early. Yeah. Early, but you know, I, yeah. But what I, I think what I, you know, still even that I'm more, again, more thankful, you know, if the friendships and relationships I come into contact with that, you know the the relationships that they have with their parents, and uh, you know I grew up with two therapists, so I know I've never got grounded. We talked things to death. I hate it, you know, it's like I never they didn't believe you know grounded. It was you know we'd sit down and we'd hash it out. You know yeah. I might be eight years old, but we were getting to the bottom of what the emotional trauma was here. Pull up a you couch. Know, yeah, yeah, and I you know I pushed that away. I hated it. You know I, I was like ground me. I don't to lock me in my room. But but now I'm just so incredibly thankful for uh, you know my both my my obviously my mom incredible wisdom in his too. Uh, um, ben, as you consider the future and specifically mm-hmm. um, the future for faithful and true, what would you say are the values that were the most important to your dad that you you see and you hope will continue to move forward as we um, continue our journey forward as faithful and true? You know, I I think you know when you when you said that one of the first words that jumps to my mind is the hope. You know that um, you know no matter how dark it, it may seem in front of you or or behind you, that there's there's hope and the, and there's there's within the right community of people that uh, caring and genuine safe people mm-hmm. that you can make your way out of things that you could never imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, know, um, at the workshop we talk about identifying good resources. And one of the things mm-hmm. that we talk about is if you're using a resource, if, if you're going to a resource and they're really not talking about hope, 
then that probably mm-hmm. isn't a good resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere in there, there has mm-hmm. to be a hope that life can be better and that mm-hmm. you can be free and that there are endless possibilities um, for what God can do for you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would agree. I think that hope is so foundational to what it is that we do here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes one of the first things that you at least, you know, for, for me sometimes, you know, as you both know, there's, struggles that I've had with, you know, depression and things, sometimes the hope is the first thing that leaves. And so having a genuine presence of hope mm-hmm. is uh, is so um, important, obviously. And, you know, going forward with what you said about the um, the values of faith when true, um, you know, there's something that, that comes to me about this, this still with my dad when I think about that is this heavy shame that, that, that none of us deserve to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, none of us are our burdens and we, you know, we, we, we all, we're all human. We all make mistakes, but that, you know, if we can, can, if we can somehow quit being sad about being sad, you know, that, that we can kind of get out of our own, our own stuff. And I, and I think that, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Greg, I'm not making sense. Um, One, one of the things that we talk about here at Faithful and True with hope is a lot of times when people come in the doors, they genuinely don't have hope that life has been difficult and mm -hmm. painful. There has been betrayal and, Um, broken trust. And so it really is difficult to find hope. And one of the things that we talk about is our important role in being able to hold hope for others. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was one of the things that your dad did so well was just in that place of despair, he knew that we may not have hope, but he could have the hope for us and hold that until the time when we could have hope for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we need those people in our lives. Yeah, and I, you know, it reminded me. I think sometimes he was very good, and I think you know so what him and my mom's teaching would be about is sometimes we live in our our feelings, and sometimes they're not exactly accurate. And mm-hmm. uh, he would kind of um, combine that head and heart space, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, help guide you through that. And uh, which my mom continues to be an amazing one of that. And uh, you know, one one thing that I think of that story that you t- told about him learning Spanish and speaking Spanish to the people. <laughs> he didn't learn it. He attempted to. Let's be clear. <laughs> yes, okay. Let's he, be clear. He, he also didn't speak it. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, but the, the principle yes, that, yeah, that yeah. I think is behind yeah. that is the desire to meet people where yep. they are mm-hmm. and to enter mm-hmm. into their space and their story. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. again, that I think is one of the principles that we seek to live out is hearing people's story, seeing where they are, being with them mm-hmm. where they are, and... Um, letting that in itself be an expression of care, that we want to hear um, someone's story and mm-hmm. meet them where they are in that moment. Right, and and also, yeah, and with that, I think just seeing the value, you know, sometimes it's hard to feel our own value when we're feeling those things, and seeing the value in every person and their in their journey, that, that you know, that the God's strength, that, that their, their, their purpose is is just as important as the next person, whoever it may be. And sometimes it's hard to see on the other end, but he, you know, um, I, he would, he lived that and he, he believed that. Mm-hmm. And I know in conversations with your dad, one of the things that he desired was that he could make a difference in people's lives, that the work that he did, the books that he wrote, that in some way that could be an influence and a message of hope and the thing that I was reminded of at the services for your dad is people gathered there and 
um, as they came to me and I'm sure as they came to the family and just shared what a difference Mark's work had made. Um, it just reminded me that what your dad did made a difference, that people mm-hmm. were given hope and, and mm-hmm. um, challenged and invited to this greater journey. Yeah, And I hope that um, as a family member, like you said, sometimes you're so close you can't see it, mm-hmm. but maybe that was a visible expression of the difference that your dad made in people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think what, you know, what he would, thinking about, I, I think in the later months when he was, you know, thinking about Faithful and True and going forward, I know he, he made certain comments. He would certainly be, as as smart aleck as he would be about, you know, he thinking that he's the, you know, the the diamond traveler on Delta, you know, or like he would be kind of like that, but he, he'd be he more would, than happy to tell you, you know, about his diamond but, status, but he would be the first one. And I can feel him. I can feel him talking this through me now that, um, faithful and true. And the ministry that is, that exists right now is not, he's not, you know, it's, it's, he helped start it, of course, but through his journey, but it still lives and breathes, you know, with everything that is around here and that it wasn't, just about um, my dad, he would be the, you know, it's the community. Community is, he would say that over and over, community. You have to have a healthy community around you, you know, quit being stubborn and trying to do everything yourself or feel everything, you know, be vulnerable and open up to other people that that are here and care, that want to be part of your healing journey, and you have to have community. Community was one of his, I can hear him right now, you know, any problem I had, man, <laughs> You know, you need to have a healthy community around him. And he was, you know, as much as he was right. He was right all a lot of the time, most of the time when I've had problems coming And sure it bugged you, but, you Oh, of know. course it does. Because, so, you know, you, yeah, of course. But uh, he, was, uh, he was pretty wise, that's yeah. for sure. Well, Ben, we want to <laughs> thank you for, for joining Greg and, and me today on the Men of Valor podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that earlier you brought up the workshop, Greg, because we want our listeners out there to know, if you haven't attended the three-day intensive workshop, uh, we invite you to take a serious look at it because we are we are determined and dedicated to continuing Mark's legacy and his vision for that. And so when you see in our periodicals or our uh, descriptions of the event, uh, we are going to have, Mark is going to be a presence uh, at our workshops because we had the opportunity to capture him on DVD. And so we have kind of the, the, the best available um, situation in the fact that Greg is here leading the workshop in person and he's just one of the best teachers you would ever yeah. want to encounter and uh, then uh, we will have certain sessions we'll, uh, we'll feature Mark via DVD and you'll get the chance to experience his, his uh, very special touch. Mm-hmm. Until we uh, meet up with you again next week, we thank you for joining us and we hope that today's conversation has been beneficial for you and that the coming week is going to be a week that's filled with many blessings and great vision.